All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Vaughn, have you had any chocolate this morning? Uh, no, uh, it's been tough, though. I've had to resist. Uh, Simi, next year, if you have too many kids in your neighborhood, send them over to our place. Why? They just need a ferry reservation and make sure the ferry <laughs> doesn't break down. We had, this used to be a, a destination neighborhood, our neighborhood in Victoria. Um, three dozen children last night. That's not bad. Not many. That's not bad, though. And lots of candy left over. So I think I'm going to have to take a basket into the press gallery and let my colleagues there ruin their teeth uh, and so forth. <laughs> well, that's a shame. They're really... But you know, Simi, if the dentists are saying eat as much as you yeah. can in one day, like, I'm not sure we really should listen to the dentists on the issue of when to eat candy. I, I, I think there might be other medical professionals who have less of a conflict of interest on this issue. <laughs> well, I have to go to the dentist today, as a matter of fact, so I will ask them about that. I don't know why. I would, you would think they would close the offices the day after Halloween, but apparently not. <laughs> well, so. make sure they declare a conflict is all I'm saying. All right. I will ask them about that. Uh, let's talk about this carbon tax situation. It is the story that just keeps going, and I know the federal government has really dug itself a hole on this. We're, oh, yeah. We are going to speak with Josie Osborne, BC's energy minister, coming up later this morning because they're really on the hot seat here, too. Yeah, so, you know, the trick for opposition parties, they always worry they don't get enough publicity, and often they have a point, but, you know, they're the opposition, they're not in government. The thing is to be ready to strike when the iron is hot and the opportunity is there, and the federal liberal government created an incredible opening for governments and political parties across the country with the incredibly cynical flip-flop on the carbon tax. The Liberals are in political trouble in Atlantic Canada, so they handed out a giant tax break on the carbon tax to Atlantic Canada, mostly. That's where it goes. And, you know, as soon as they did it, observers went, wait a minute, you've been telling us we got to do this to save the planet, and then anybody who doesn't support the carbon tax is a terrible climate denier, and you can't do it, and now you've done it, of course, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Um, it's interesting you're going to have the New Democrats on, the BC New Democrats. They were very critical of Ottawa for doing this. They're on the hot seat as well. And what we saw yesterday, Simi, is uh, the BC United opposition was ready for this. And there's a lot of things that have happened they haven't been ready for, so give them credit on this one. And they came out yesterday with a response to what Ottawa did on home heating oil and a package of tax breaks that will be a plank in BC United's election platform next year. Okay. And this is, they're obviously very serious. They're talking about this as for an election, which is still like about a year away here. Yep. Uh, and it's so interesting about this though, because this is the party that originally brought in BC's carbon tax. Yeah, so uh, we can do hypocrisy trading on this one. Um, the BC Liberals brought in the carbon tax back when it was the only one in Canada. They took a lot of political heat for it. They fought an election against the New Democrats who posed the tax. The Liberals won the election, and ever since, BC Liberals, now BC United, have been saying, hey, we're really proud on this issue, we pioneered the country's first carbon tax, uh, got a lot of favorable publicity, and we, you know, defend the tax. So, of course, yesterday, when the liberals 
uh, now BC United, announced that they were changing the tax or that they would change the tax if they got into government, the New Democrats, yes, uh, came back and said, hey, uh, you guys have lost your conviction on this. And BC United fired back, who are you to accuse anybody of hypocrisy on this tax? You've campaigned against it and then got into government and changed it. So, you know, both sides are pointing fingers at each other. That sort of goes on all the time. But the, the real thing that happened in the legislature in question period now, Monday and Tuesday, is Trudeau's cynicism has opened up the debate about carbon taxation in British yes. Columbia that we've not seen in 15 years. The parties that were represented in the legislature from 2009 onward, because the NDP changed their position, uh, have generally supported carbon taxation. Uh, BC Liberals did, uh, BC mm -hmm. United, uh, when they became that, uh, NDP, after you know losing the election in 2009, supported carbon taxation, and of course the Greens did. Uh, Two things have happened. One is, as I say, Justin Trudeau's cynicism, which has opened up the debate right across the country. And of course, the other thing is official recognition of the BC Conservative semi. And they say, if you want release, relief from carbon taxation, vote for us, because if we win the election, wow. we're like Pierre Polyev, we'll just get rid of it. Okay. Talking about the the impact, kind of the ripple effects of this one seemingly random decision that the Trudeau Liberal government made in Ottawa that is having all of this impact here in BC in provincial politics, uh, Vaughn, now we're talking the Conservatives are getting in on this. Yeah, so the Conservatives jumped in on this. I mean, what really happened, this was what the immediate reaction when Trudeau did it last week was, you realize you're going to open up a debate right across the country. You've given a tax break to one part of the country, the Atlantic provinces, and another one to the eastern provinces. So one is relief from the carbon tax on home heating oil, and the other is new incentives to switch to heat pumps. The reaction was, listen, you're, <laughs> you're going to open up a debate right across the country. Every other province is going to have say, well, we want relief too, and every other group is going to say, well, we're needy as well. Um, you know, Simi, there's one quote that ought to be enshrined as the possible quote of the year, and that was the Federal Minister for Rural Development who, when asked about this, said, our federal liberal members in Atlantic Canada put a lot of pressure on us to make this change. If people out west are unhappy... <clears throat> Maybe they should elect more liberals. Oh, I couldn't believe that. I was like, who says that? Who I does love that? It. You know the old definition of a gaffe? Eh? Yes. That's where a politician accidentally tells the truth. Let's see this as just naked vote grabbing. Ridiculous. And it isn't surprising that the other parties, including the parties here in BC, are jumping on the bandwagon. I mean, you got Josie Osborne a bit. She's going to talk about the NDP government position, but... They're under pressure too. You know, if we're going to get into cynical vote buying, what are you going to do for British Columbians that heat their home with oil or natural gas? I mean, <laughs> a tax break for home heating oil 
Simi, is exactly the opposite exactly. of what climate action is supposed to be because you're not offering it for natural gas, which burns cleaner. This is the part that I have so much trouble wrapping my head around, is that if, you're, if we're all about, you know, working towards this climate action plan, why are you then offering to help the people who burn the worst kind of fuel? Yeah. Doesn't well, make any because, sense. Because our members in the Atlantic provinces demanded it and if you don't like it in your part of the world, elect more liberals and we'll listen to political pressure from your members, members as well. I mean, there are there's cynicism in politics and then there's world class cynicism and this is it. So, you know, what does it mean here in British Columbia? Well, right now, I would say the situation is fluid. The New Democrats are saying uh, we still support carbon taxation and the only kind of relief we're going to offer is uh, we're going to offer credits and reductions to the truly needy, the low income and so forth. Um, they're also saying they want the same deal on heat pumps as the Atlantic provinces got because BC already has incentives. They yeah. want the federal government to offer the incentives out here. Uh, BC United is saying, hey, uh, look, this is an opening for us to talk about changing some aspects of the carbon tax, not all of them to give relief to people on home heating oil and home heating fuel, so propane and natural gas as well. And that's a, a plausible position if we're going to go down that road. And the BC Conservatives have jumped in, and as you say, Simi, and they've said, um, you know, like carbon taxing, vote for us. We're going to get rid of it. So that would blow a $3 billion hole in the provincial budget. But, you know, the Conservatives say, well, you know, wait for our platform and we're going to cut spending and all that. They haven't, election's still a year away and they're a new party officially, so it's going to take them a while. But it's, it's fascinating, incredible how this single act of cynicism by a desperate, hypocritical prime minister, you can quote me on that, this single act of cynicism has opened up a debate in a province where the consensus on carbon taxation held for almost 15 years. It almost now has turned into the modern day equivalent of the Portman Bridge debate of 2017, right? Oh, you're, you're yeah. going to do that to it? We're going to get rid of it completely. Well, that's... Yeah. No, <laughs> and you're ridiculous. right, Simi, and that was a masterstroke yes. by the New Democrats on the eve of that election. It changed the whole debate, and the New Democrats will be first to tell you that... Kevin Falcon is the guy who put the tolls on the port man and defended them and said they were a good idea. He was supported, you know, on that one by the government that he'd been a part of. But, uh, yeah, we're into this area where, look, uh, there's all kinds of political issues out there. But at a time, Simi, where people are acutely aware of the rising cost of living and inflation. They know it every time they go into a grocery store when people are finding it even harder to buy homes because interest rates are higher and prices are higher at the same time. Of course, they are worried about the impact of taxes on the family budget, people who budget, and they're going, wait a minute, like how much am I actually paying in carbon taxes? Because, of course, you pay it at the pump for gasoline, but you also pay it built into the cost of all the goods that get delivered to you. It ripples through the economy. And because climate change is a global force driven by places that aren't going nearly as far as we are in trying to reduce emissions, 
we haven't even seen many results from it. Uh, you, we could shut down our whole VC economy and what, China and India would add the emissions, you know, in a few weeks. It, what's fascinating to me about this as political watchers like we are, Vaughn, is to how, see how this federal government did this. And it, it, you see this happen throughout history, right, where it seems like a dying government or a government on its last legs, this act of desperation happens. And years later, they'll look back and go, what were we thinking? Yeah. Like, what do we do? You know, an awful lot of the problems that cost government power are the decisions you make in desperation, when you, yes. When you get arrogant and powerful in government and you start flailing and you make stupid decisions and compound exactly. them with more stupid decisions. And the next thing you know, you're sitting there in the opposition benches going, as you say, Simi, what were we thinking? Of? Exactly. And I feel like this is going to be one of those moments. Avon, thank you for that. Bye-bye, Simi.